Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Here. Pete will be here momentarily. He'll join the show in a few minutes. Okay. Here on the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig. Petey is kind of here. Sean also here. How's everybody doing? How were your weekends? Had a good weekend. Really good weekend. Yeah, it was fine. I saw Oppenheimer yesterday. Did you really? Nice. Where'd you see and? it? Uh, Seneca Capri, Harkins, oh, Seneca. Oh, Jackson. Wow. Yeah. My son saw it at the, the Tempe Town IMAX thing, oh, like the big, big screen. Yeah. He said it's... Seneca Capri was like the next best thing to see. Unreal. Yeah. It's a cool place, yeah. actually. They say it's unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. On a big screen. It was a long movie. Like, but I was, I, according to people, it doesn't feel long because it was interesting. It was very interesting. It felt long when I started having to go pee and I was like, I can't get up. <laughs> That's when I started Thanks to feel sharing. Long. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, speaking of sharing, there's coffee cake, Sean. I just want to let you know in the kitchen. I know Petey and Leah want to have it. This has been a whole thing. This I appreciate morning. that. They rejected oh, it. But go ahead. You have something to say? No, I was going to talk about your coffee cake, but then I thought of we went out to dinner on, was it Friday or Thursday? Thursday. And Thursday. The, the next invite. Is is going to be Leo mom? Leah's mom is going to cook for us at home, and I'm I'm already stressed about that. What the hell is she? We haven't even chosen. What's she going to cook? Am I going to like it? Am I going to like? What if she mixes things together that I don't like? Then what am I going to have to eat ahead of time? Do I bring pizza? Is that rude to bring pizza to someone's house that has you over for dinner? Yes. Okay. Okay. Leah, I was thinking at some point, like (laughs) you and I have to cook for all the adults yes <laughs> I think oh boy all right well <laughs> enough about our lives that, that no one cares thinking? about you're thinking that no sean is he I, just just, I just came up with yeah. that yeah. we should do it in sean's apartment oh, yeah that holds, that's like <laughs> me and my cat i don't, don't want to get off this yet what, what are you gonna make uh the only like the this the only thing that i can make that's any kind of like actually a meal is my grandma's chicken casserole okay that's uh, some like good old northeastern no, no, no. sean and i both could, like couldn't both fit in his kitchen no it's the thing my that's i mean yeah I, in my kitchen i can touch i'm like i can't reach reach my arms out in my kitchen so it would be an interesting experience but i can maybe cook you something that's not bad also now the now the chat's going on about lemon cake and lemon loaf so. anti lemon loaf Anti anti citrus flavored baked goods. What about a lemon, lemon? What about milk? a lemon bar? Mm-mm. Anti citrus flavored oh, wow. baked goods. Wow, lemon bars are See, amazing. Elite, like that that lemon pound cake they have at Starbucks is like the only food. That's what well, Stephen's talking not, not about. Like food no, Starbucks worth eating. No free ads, but I guess they pay us, so it's not really free. Um, I don't like lemon flavored baked goods, but I've said this before. Like the pancakes that they have at the 
brunch at BetMGM Sportsbook are like lemon buttercream pancakes, something like that. And they are like genuinely those. some of the best pancakes I've ever had. And I like those. So there are exceptions. So there are exceptions. <laughs> but. He's texting. <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. This is my fault. Yeah. I created this. Yeah, you did. Okay. Well, let's let's actually talk about hockey. Um, and we do have stuff to talk about because it's finally done. The, the, the kind of final string that hadn't been tied up that. yet. I might have to keep doing that. Jack McBain signed a two-year, $3.2 million contract um, yesterday on Sunday, no, avoiding you arbitration. Say? One one point five nine 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 dollars ninety nine. Can we just get cents. that out of the way? Can we can we talk about that first? Yeah, let's get. That can we out round of the way. up to one point six? Could they have just like no? We can. Dollar? We can no. clearly, but we couldn't. With your thoughts? Because I have a thought. I just think it's, it's a penny. Silly. It's a penny. I'm willing it's to point nine nine each year. Why? Do you have a thought? Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Just round up to 1.6. But do you have a thought on why they did it? Because they had to stay under 1.6. Yep. Why? Because that's the edict. It's 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 an it's from the a, people holding the purse strings. That and, and oh, it's to like me, it's like to make a point. You let's this is how all contract negotiations yes, you can't work. You spend, have a, you have a ceiling. Yeah, I've got a budget. Right? Can't spend more than 1.6 million. So I'll spend 1.5999 <laughs> and 99 one sample. And now the owner can go see. I won. It's below 1.6 million. Yep. That's why in the description what? of this, I said approximately 1.6 because yeah. I wasn't so typing that all out. Here's what's going to happen at training camp. Petey and I are each going to bring a penny, penny and give it to Jack McBain so he can say. I would give it to Morello. Yeah. <laughs> 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 As he would say. I, I just think it's, I think the, here, and I'll, this is the last thing I'm going to say on it. The optics are fucking terrible on this again. Yeah, they it's are. It's so fucking dumb over a penny. And now you look dumb Again, and and what's what's really unless, unless the judge says it's point nine nine, which he didn't because they no. didn't, go to, they didn't go to arbitration. So it wasn't the judge. Like what, just that just it just looks bad. What's sad about this is this is a good deal for the Coyotes, right? It's a great deal. They got Jack McBain at a good price. Great number for two good years. Good job by the people who do those sorts of things. Unbelievable but management did a great job. Hamstrung by finances and money. We get it. Yeah, get one point six but, for two years. Is a great deal. On, just go to one point six. It's a great deal. Don't, don't let people tee off on you for going 1.5. Don't create another thing on your by yourself. Don't do it to yourself. Yep. Don't be the joke. The Coyotes really sometimes just. I'm sorry, I joke. swore. <laughs> no, but they walk I'm right sorry, into I it. Swore. They I'm walk just, right into so it so many times. But it's but it's true. It's just just don't. It, it became a joke on Twitter yesterday. Yep. And well, don't. Why would you do it to yourself? Sorry, I, I, I apologize all right. for all those with young now children. Now that we've we're done talking about penny, the difference okay. between pennies. Now let's get into the good we'll stuff. We'll just talk more about it jet from a general. Sense. Oh, I'm not quite done okay. yet. I just like it's it. You want to have a reputation as a shrewd negotiator or a, a really you know, but to squeeze. Uh, listen, let, let's let's be honest. This was the rep before when contractors weren't getting paid. They're squeezing them. Enough. I get that this may work in other other industries. Other industries aren't covered by media the way the NHL is. Every time you do something like this, it's going to come out. It's going to be a bad look. It's going to create a reputation around the league with players, with teams, with agents. Stop. Just pay the extra penny. It's just ridiculous. Pay the extra penny and be done with it and be happy that you really got them at a good deal. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. No, thanks. I, I think that's well, Thanks. I'm sorry. Points. Again, I'll apologize for swearing again. That's not made. my thing by all sorry um okay well let's just recap what happened <sighs> obviously the mcbain and the coyotes were set to go to arbitration sunday at 9 a.m eastern what a the arbitrator who got that assignment 
Boy, howdy. At six? All right, at, at nine, six on, a Sunday? Yeah. on a Sunday? Yeah, 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Thank you. And well, who gets that arbitration game? Of course, it's the Coyotes. Yeah. <laughs> the 6 a.m. start on Sunday. Oh, my gosh. Granted, it was 9 in Toronto, but still, first still thing in the morning on, on a Sunday. Sunday. So to, to recap, the team had filed two years, $1.4 million per year, and McBain's team had filed one year, $2.9 million, um, and the settlement was two point times. Rounding up the penny... 1.6 million um per year for two years so what do you guys think of of this deal and I, first of all i'm glad it avoided arbitration arbitration right. is nasty you put a really interesting tidbit in the discord yesterday about the number of players who go to arbitration and how many of them eventually leave yeah and teams. that was from the athletic the athletic did a study over a 10-year period from i think it was 2009 to 2018 looking at I think it was 27 players that went to arbitration. Within three years, 21 of those guys were on new teams. Why? For a couple of reasons. First of all, the airing of dirty laundry in these things is ugly, and it's hard to come back from that. It's hard to come back from that. Now, mind you, there's there were already briefs filed here, so there's stuff that's public. Jack McCain already knows a lot of what the Coyotes are saying about him to try and win the case, but more of it comes out in court. It can get ugly, and the other side of it is if – if the award is something that the team is not comfortable with, they're like, okay, doesn't work for our structure. We're going to move on from this guy at this point because it got to that point. So there are a couple reasons behind it. But those numbers, and I haven't seen them for the last few years. Um, there weren't many cases that actually went to arbitration over the past three years. Um, but that's pretty staggering. That's like you're talking like three quarters of the players are, are gone after three years. But I think one of the things that this team can do, Craig, is management can go to Jack McBain and say – this is all financial. This has nothing to you as a person, as a player. This is a financial thing. We love you. We love the way you play. Then why'd you write what you wrote in the brief? Right, but I think you have to because you have to right. limit yeah, the number, but it's about finances. You're still part of our future. We want you to be here to build. We think you're a part of our winning future. I think all of those things, I think you have to say the bad things it, it, it's it to is. show it our number. It literally happens at every arbitration. Yeah, case. I get it. It does. And so they were able to walk away, make a deal, and I hope McBain can come in here and be happy because now... Now let's go to the dark side again. This is McBain's second team. And the first team in Minnesota Wild basically demands a trade to yep. get out. And now he's been here for a year and 10 games. So really one season. And now he's saying, hey, okay, am I going to be the guy? Am I that guy that's going to make waves? Or what the deal was I was being offered wasn't, in my opinion, fair. I, I, I'm just highlighting that hopefully this does not become an issue. Because when you look through the history of this franchise and players that push that limit, Turris, gone, didn't didn't prove himself in this league yet. I, I know he played a lot, a lot of games and he ends up being a, a decent player. When Keith Kachuk did this and held out... Yeah, he's a star. Keith Kachuk was a superstar getting 50 goals a year. 50! And Turris held out too. That was the other side of this. It yes. wasn't just arbitration, which is part of... Yes. The collectively bargained agreement, yes. right? You can do this. This is within a player's rights. Calter has held out and was, if, if you remember those contract demands, and <laughs> no offense, Kurt, Kurt Overhard, who I know really well, was his agent. Like, I wrote a column after that. Like, did you Bless spit you. out your morning coffee when you read his contract demands? Because they were ridiculous yeah. for what he had done. This is just, this is part of the legal process. Right. So let's differentiate yes. so, between so, those. So I, I, I understand you just hope this doesn't happen again after the two years. Now it's going to be, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm glad he's a part of the Coyotes organization right now. I think he is, is seriously a very important piece in this thing moving forward. I really do. Um, and we'll get to that in, in the next little bit. 
Yeah. So let's talk about um, Jack McBain. And I think it kind of has to, it, it kind of what we talked about with Matias Michelli, where, you know, now he has a three-year deal. Now it's up to him to prove his worth for when mm. he signs his next contract. I think you can make a similar argument for Jack McBain, you know, two years. he He's only been in the league one full season, um, which was last season. Obviously, he came over to Arizona in the trade with Minnesota, which was a second round for a second round pick that the Coyotes had originally gotten from Vancouver. So they flipped that pick to Minnesota for Jack McBain. Um, and last season, Jack McBain played all 82 games had 26 points, 12 goals, 14 assists. Um, we'll get into more of what specifically he brings to this team here in a minute. But um, just curious what you guys think about Jack McBain's you know, role on, on this team and what the kind of future outlook potential is for him over these next two seasons. Yeah, and I know Petey's going to – we're actually going to get a good Petey's puck talk. I've got, received a preview of it this morning, so I'm excited for that in segment two. But – when Jack McBain came in, I think a lot of people thought fourth line center. That's that's where he belongs. Going to have limited offensive upside, but it can play a physical game, can match up, can skate pretty well. So he 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 projects there. I think the ceiling may be higher for him now. I, I, I'm not saying Jack McBain is going to be a, a a number one center or even a top six center, maybe. But as a third line center now, he might be effective in that role. And who knows? I'd, maybe I shouldn't limit him even there. Maybe he could be a top six center at some point. But right now I would say his ceiling's a little higher than fourth line center. Yeah. One of the knocks on him coming in, you heard from other teams was his ability to get up the ice, his skating ability. I didn't see that as a big deterrent in his first full Not season in the NHL. I thought he skated, he skated well. Now is he, is he an elite skater? No. He's not, but he can keep up with the pace of play. I think he pushes the play up the ice really well. I think he drives in it really well. So his his biggest detriment coming into the league, I think he has actually pushed that aside. I don't think that's a big concern. Um, I think I agree with you. I think he is he slots into that number three center role. I think he will provide more offense as his career continues. However. When you see what his strengths of his game are, when you talk about his size, his physical ability, I think those things lend him more to that checking third line role. Yeah. But to do that role and to do that role well, I think is going to take experience. I think he's going to need to learn defensive reads better. I think he's going to have to learn when to hit. I think hitting is a big part of this game, but there are times when you hit somebody that takes you out of the play. Yeah. And I think that that's still a learning curve for Jack McBain at his age. And uh, you can't just hit everything that moves. Sometimes it's better to, okay, I, I need to I need to veer off and I need to chase the puck here or or I need to get back and defend, whatever the case may be. So I think his he is going to improve as a player. I don't think we have seen the best of Jack McBain. And I think last year his best hockey came after Bukestead was traded and he got to slide right into that role with, with Kraus and Michelli. And I thought he didn't miss a beat there. And I thought he, he rose to the challenge and he played extremely well. I want to ask you something else on hitting that it's, this really demands a coach's perspective because the more physical player you are, the more you open yourself up to injuries. And I'm, I'm not saying you can shy away from that, but I'm not, I wonder if coaches say, Hey, pick your spots there as well, because you're going to wear out. Or does that even enter I don't into the know, and, and I don't know only because of his size and what he brings to the table and the way that that this team, including the general manager, wants this team to play. I'm not sure that's going to be an edict. I, I would be surprised. I think it's more of of learning when to hit, not so much to preserve you physically, but knowing when to hit 
so that you don't take yourself out of the play, both offensively and defensively. And in, in the Just offense, the right read, right? Because yeah, it's okay. the right read. I think that yeah. comes with experience more than anything. That you go, okay, I'm going to take. If I take this big hit right now, I'm going to be behind the goal, and I need to get to the front of the net. I need to go. So I, I think those things will come. I think. His game right now, clearly the physicality is a huge part of that. I think there will become a more balanced part of his game, especially if you want to be in that three-hole because one of the responsibilities of a third-line center is you have to defend extremely well, and you better be really good at it and and smart and be able to read that. So I I think those things will continue to improve, but I do see him in that three-slot, and whether that's behind Hayton and Logan Cooley, you know, five years from now, I don't know um, what that middle is going to look like. But I tell you, if that's your number top three centers right. five years from now, and you're talking about a Jack McBain that's now in his late 20s and experienced and tough. Wow. It's OK. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As long as everybody's progressing. Right. Like, right. If we see another step from Barrett Hayton and Logan Cooley ends up being the guy they think he's going to yes. be. Yeah. They also have Connor Geeky in the system. We'll see right. what happens. With and maybe him. Connor and, Geeky's a two and, and Hayton yeah. moves to the wing again. And, and they have three more drafts stacked with. High draft picks as well. 12 picks in the first two rounds of the next three drafts. So maybe they add another guy into the mix. We'll see. Um, were there more advanced stats you wanted to talk about before we got into PD's puck talk? No, I just like, can we put the graphic up or did you put it up already? What Which graphic? graphic? Oh, his, his advanced stats graphic? Yeah, the advanced stats one. And Do you have that did one? Did you it's send in, it to Sean? I did. It's in, it's before my stuff that I sent. That's oh. all right. It was a fancy little. Ch- no. Oh, no, it's where? not there. He sent it to, I saw it. Yeah. It might've been just him personally. No. Me, no, the three of us. All three of you. That's okay. There it is. Oh, there it is. Look at I missed that too. There's your peek behind the curtain, everyone. Uh, <laughs> our show prep. I completely I, missed I, that I too. will say this about advanced stats and analytics. I looked at this for like five seconds and I said, no, too much. I don't get it. Yeah, this Move is, on. oh my God, this is, this is a lot of this charts. Is lot. It let's, is really, there's a lot going on here. So I'll oh let Craig my. explain. Yeah, what is happening My here? brain explodes. Well, this? I mean, the, the, the categories here are broken down. Look, if you want to dive into his analytics, there are, there are places to go like Hockey Viz where you can get... A deep dive. Some of these are subscription required, but this is just a, this is more looking at ice time, shots allowed versus shots generated, things like that. Uh, some of this, some of this is helpful. Some of this obviously needs context though. Like who's he playing with? What's the role? All there's, there's always context required with, with <laughs> that's Leah trying to read it. Yes. I don't get it here. Well, I thought that was my blood results from Monday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since nobody prepped for this, but me, let's just move on. No, to, does uh, it, what does it know, tell us, Craig? I just, Said it. <laughs> no, he just said, said my brain blew up. <laughs> Steven said my well, eyes. Was it good okay, or is it bad? It the take it off the screen. <laughs> Again, it, it needs context, okay. right? Like if you're if you're giving up more shots against, then you're generating. Oh, bad. No, like what's your Not role? Not just what's right? your defensive starts? Right. Who are you playing against? And that's where I keep, I keep saying in his role, he needs to be playing ultimately. And I, I don't even think he can bite this off this year. I think he needs to be playing against. Other teams, good players. I think at his size up the middle of the ice. But to do that, you're going to have to play. You're going to have to improve on your defensive reads and something else as we continue on. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I see a sailboat. <laughs> That's definitely an EKG in there. That's know, hilarious. Somewhere. Uh, okay. Well, we're going to get to PD's puck talk here in a minute to kind of get a full breakdown of Jack McBain's game. A full deep dive, if you will. But... Before we do that, um, I was, while you were explaining the advanced stats, I was on the BetMGM Sportsbook app looking at what futures are available to bet on um, in the NHL right now. And I will just, I won't read the whole list because there's a lot, 
But right now, if you open your BetMGM sportsbook app, and you can bet on teams that will score 100 or more season points. My computer just froze. You can bet on the outright winner. You can bet on the nation of the Stanley Cup winning team. Um, Canada is plus 320 at this very moment. Um, will an original six-team win? Yes or no? The state or province of the winning team? Bet on the country is hilarious the to wi- me because it's only two countries. Bet on the state of New York. And, and by the way, 30 saying. years. Yeah, you can bet on the, the winning conference, the winning division. This guy. You can <laughs> – yeah, um, uh, yeah, go you on. can yes. bet on That's the so nation you. of the winning team per conference. So you like yeah, West okay. versus like th- there's just so much here. Um, I can go on and on, but open your BetMGM Sportsbook apps. Get your futures in today because things keep changing as teams add players, as training camps come and go. These lines are going to move. So if you want to get in on it now, do so. You don't have to put that much money down. I mentioned this on Friday. I woke up and BetMGM randomly gave me a free bet that I live bet on the D-backs game on Friday with Sean and Derek. So that was really fun. Um, just a ton of great stuff you can do on the BetMGM Sportsbook app. And if you haven't signed up yet, use the bonus code PHNX. If you're watching this right now thinking, no, you know what? I haven't. Take out your phone. Download the app. Use bonus code PHNX when you sign up. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If it loses with BetMGM, again, make sure you use the bonus code PHNX. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Oh, boy. I wish everybody could just hear what we talk about during that. Um, anywho, <laughs> um, did you? I, so I went to Circle K this weekend to fill up on gas. And for the second time in a row, I've been at a gas pump that didn't have the screen play the odd. Like, I'm waiting. I want to see Sean. Oh, no, I, I want to see someone. And the two times I've gone to Circle K, there hasn't been the autoplay screen, which is funny. But um, I always go inside when I go to Circle K. I always grab their snacks because... They have amazing snacks. Like if you just get the Circle K branded snacks, like they're cheaper than the other snacks and yeah. they're better. <laughs> like they, they just are. I personally love the um, salt, the salt and pepper chips money. And yeah, Craig sure. and Sean were talking about the baked goods. Could be getting something else in here soon. Just yeah. saying. We'll see. So sleeve of donuts. <laughs> they have that at Circle K as well. So make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff right now. You can text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on 32 ounce Polar Pops. Head to circlek.com slash store dash locator to find Circle K's near you. Okay, we had a, a bunch of super chats come in while we were wow. reading that. So let's get to these. We'll start with all texts. Did we pass the hat for Jack McBain? That is that what's going on here? <laughs> um, all text said, becoming a diehard has made me appreciate all your hard work even more. Holy shit, there's so much to consume in this membership. Thanks for everything. All yeah. text. Wow. Including advanced stats sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> all text, we appreciate that. Welcome and we're to so Monday. happy that you're finally a diehard. So who's your, Welcome yeah, to the we need family. to know who your favorite player is. Yeah, we were talking about that in the yeah. Discord. Well, yeah. I mean, who is it? It's Bukestad, isn't it? Well, Doesn't it have to be by default? We need to revisit this in a couple weeks with all text. All um, text. There's, I'm just trying to push you along. 
Um, and then Brady echoed that and said, yes, being a diehard has opened my eyes. Brady from KC. Yep. Played in the tournament last Brady, week. Brady, we were super yep. happy to see you um, become a diehard. And Steven said, y'all are awesome. Best co Yotes coverage in the world. Wow, you guys are just hyping us up wow. this Monday morning. Can we take that screenshot and give it to our boss? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We appreciate you all so much. Thank you so much for watching and tuning in. Um, and one of the best parts of being a diehard is we have... Petey, who is a, a, a longtime NHL coach, took us behind the cool. curtain last week on our Die Hard Only Hangout and gets to give us awesome insight into coaching. And this slideshow you're about to see was created by Petey and is identical to what is shown yep. in NHL locker rooms. So, so, Sean, did you see these slides <laughs> in Slack? Just making sure. Miss okay. Craig's slides. Cool. It's on mine. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's because you sent like... 10 of them but yeah uh, I'm, 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 I'm giving well, you the no, floor. We, we want to say where where does Jack McBain fit into this lineup and why and I think these are some of the things that Jack McBain brings and some of the things that I think he needs to improve on in his second season and you you hope that the bar continues to raise so we're going to start right off with his season from last year let's go to his goals god it's, it's almost like a headstone there for a moment there <laughs> oh my god god 2022 2023 <laughs> Jack McBain, we barely knew you. <laughs> wow. That was when he made a rounded up salary. But I wanted, I wanted to look at his 12 goals, and I think 12 goals, I think this year McBain's got to look for 15 to 20. I think McBain can be a 20-goal scorer in this league because I think how well he gets to the front of the net. When you look at this graphic crazy. to show where his goals are distributed, the red circles, and there are six goals where it just says net front, and we'll get into that in a minute. Blue is net drive. Two green empty netters literally from the same place, That's and funny. S is a shot. So let's break wow. these down on what happened. We're going to throw out the two empty net goals, but let's look at the things that he does well. The first thing he does well is he gets to the net front. So of his 12 goals, six of them, six, he's literally standing near the blue paint, tips it, goes off him, or he's able to take a rebound and tap it into the empty net. So what he does well is he understands once the play gets back to the point or to in a shooting position, Jack McBain gets to the blue paint. And if we had the ability to show video, but we're not Bally's, we would show how he beats his defender to the blue paint, how he pushes off his defender to the blue paint to get that positioning. And thirdly, he's really strong on his stick because what defenders are taught is to get your stick under that player's stick and lift it up. Well, Jack's tough and he's strong and he's able to keep a stick on the ice to tap in these easy goals. So there's six goals where it looks like he literally just taps it into an empty net because he's in the right place and he uses his body to create space. Yeah. No, I just think you were going to say something. Like, do we talk about advanced analytics? You, you talked about him being... <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> okay. Uh, you mentioned that you think he can be a 20 goal scorer in this league. How does he how does he get to that point? I think, what does I, he need I to think, add to his I repertoire? think this is a part of it, but I think one of it as this team per continues to progress and he plays with different players, and we're gonna see that this season where I think he's gonna get the opportunity to play with better players more consistently. I believe that whether it's we talked about Kraus and Michelli, whether it's Zucker or Kerfoot, I think the wings right now are going to help McBain take that next step offensively because he does get to the right areas and getting to the right areas is half the battle. We talked about Barrett Hayton's progression 
and how his points started to raise, it's because he got to the blue paint with Schmaltz and Keller on the ice. If McBain can do that with players that can feed the front of the net, I think you're going to see his point total go up, whether it's assists from getting pucks out of that area onto people's hands or if it's going off his body and he's cleaning up those rebounds. So I think that'll help him. What about his actual shot, Petey? We'll get to that in two slides. Okay. You clearly didn't read the slides. No, he did. And he's doing it to me on purpose because I didn't watch his slide. So we go <laughs> we to the next one. It together. So the net drive. The other thing we talked about was his skating and his ability to. This is part of getting to the net. But we talked about his skating ability. He does drive the net hard. And when you look at these slides, there's something to, to look at. He keeps a stick on the ice. And in that top picture on the top right, he's driving the net. And because he keeps a stick on the ice and he drives that far post, he's able to be a passing option and he's able to tap the puck in. The other two, he is fighting off the defender and he's able to drive the net on his own. He's not afraid to go to the blue paint. And so when he doesn't have the puck, he needs to get there for tips and screens. When he does have the puck, he needs to drive. And we talked about that during the season when players like Keller you know, two years ago, Keller wouldn't drive the net. Last year, he did, and look at his increase in point total. I think Jack McBain needs to continue to have confidence in his skating ability to be able to drive to that blue paint. And then we go to, is that what was next? Oh, shoot. I thought it was his shot. Well, we can skip Okay, his shot. shot. One, only one of his 12 goals came from a shot. And when I mean a shot, it was outside of the dots and above the hash marks. He is going to have to... One, he's, I think he's going to have to shoot more. And we talked about that with Michelli and his ability to shoot more. I think that may happen with Jack McBain. I think he's going to have to have confidence in his shot to shoot more because his shot wasn't isn't a bad shot. I think he needs to use it more if we're going to see his point total increase. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if that was a confidence um, that he didn't have the confidence in his shot or he felt like he needed to just get to the net front and he didn't take those shots. But here you can see the picture on the screen now is the only goal he scored huh. from outside the top of the circle. And we're saying by a foot, it's yeah. outside the top of the circle. 85 shots in 82 games. So he's he's, he's basically getting one shot. One shot a game. game. And he needs to get more. Yeah. I think That's... if he's going to step up his offense, he needs to move up and get more shots on goal. And I think that one comes with confidence to who you play with and three, your role. Yeah. And he may get more of an offensive role as this goes on. So I think he needs to shoot the puck more. I think his shot is effective. But as you can see, only one goal came off of a shot this entire season. Watch him score a goal from a shot in the first game of the season. Right. <laughs> because he the second this. thing that I think we talked about is offense and I think that that can improve I think he is a 15 to 20 goal score and I think that that's what this team will look for him this year he is about his physical play and when you talk about his physical play my goodness like the numbers on his physical play he led the Coyotes to 304 hits second O'Brien with 203 a hundred wow. more hits than O'Brien he led all NHL rookies in hits by over a hundred Almost, oh, shoot, over 200 hits. He was fourth in the entire league in hits and second in hits by a forward. Wow. So his ability to be physical and change this game with his phys physicality and make hits was elite. He's second in all forwards in the entire NHL last year in hits. So his physicality and his ability to hit is a huge part of his game. And if we go to the next slide, I want to show what that helps this do. When you look at two things his physical play can bring. On the forecheck, he skates well enough that he can be the first player on the forecheck. By hitting and being physical, he's able to, in this top example, he's able to get on the puck quickly and he's able to separate the defenseman from the puck and allow the Coyotes to maintain offensive zone pressure. I think this is going to be a huge part of his game this season. Second set of slides. He's got Michelli on the ice. This is after the Bugstead trade. 
He tracks down the puck carrier, eliminates him along the wall, and allows Michelli to pick up the puck and again maintain more offensive zone time. This has to continue to be his strength. Along with that, I think I think one of the things he needs to do is he's going to have to learn when to hit. I think the number, the sheer number is great, but there are times when he has to not hit where he can get back in the play we talked about earlier. Two, I think he needs to learn a little bit, and, and I, I'm nitpicking his game now where he has to learn on his angling. Sometimes he approaches the player from the, lo- the wrong side of the puck, and you got to stay on the defensive side of the player. Those little details will come with experience because the third part and the next part of his physical play is his ability to fight. The only player... There are two players that are more fighting majors than McBain this season. That was O'Brien and Brown, two players that dropped the gloves a lot. I think McBain sticks up for his teammates. I think they weren't stage fights. They were protecting players that he was on the ice with. And as this team develops young talent and tries to move those young players forward, and there are a lot of young players on this team, you need someone out there that can protect their teammates. And we've talked about O'Brien being in the lineup this year. McBain's going to have to take a bigger chunk of this, whether it's through his hitting and not dropping the gloves or if it comes to it he's going to have to drop the gloves fighting too that fight the against the chicago blackhawks I, re- I remember we were all at that game and we like our jaws dropped at how tough this guy is and i think it's underrated like he's a he's a tall big guy and he just because yeah. he has so many other skills in his arsenal such as goal scoring and playmaking that He's not just this, you know, hitting, fighting role player guy. Like he kind of has a lot going. He's still going to get stronger too. Yeah, like, as he physically matures. A couple more points on the hits. I don't know if you looked these up for all time. Three hundred four hits is the third, third most all time by a rookie in the NHL since they started tracking the stat. It's also a Coyotes record. Yes, I remember 304 that. Three hundred four hits beating I for the franchise. Like for the franchise, yeah. all time. Didn't he so, beat Lawson Kraus or something? You see what yes. we just did there, Craig? And we worked yeah. in tandem. You provided Sat advanced stats. Advanced stats. <laughs> yeah. See, it can work together. We just need to communicate. <laughs> and then we can work together on advanced stats. I, I I, do think that this is going to be his role. And that's why I like him in that three hole. That I think that his ability to be that physical, protect his teammates, I think it's going to allow him to get more ice time this season. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that along with the next thing, I think is going to allow him to get a lot of ice time. So one of the next things he does is he kills penalties. He was fourth and forwards on this team in penalty kill ice time per game per 60 minutes behind Fisher, Bugstead and Kraus. So he's in the second second set of PK guys jumping over the boards. And, and with Christian gone Fisher now, gone, you're going to have to look that now McBain's going to have to play a bigger role there. So you're going to look at the two centermen there. You're going to have Bugstead and McBain are going to be your top two centerman for killing penalties and he's going to have to get good at it. we talked about his ability to read plays no place is more important in a game than killing penalties you have to be able to move your feet you have to be able to read plays and you have to have good stick work those three things are imperative he is only going to get better at that role does his simple reach help him in this regard? Absolutely. Yeah. And you can see in, in that example, in those pictures, is, is his ability to get sticks into shooting lanes and passing lanes because of his size and his reach. And he's also quick enough to get to those spots because big guys usually don't move that well. I think he's going to be... He's going to be a high end penalty kill for this team, and, and if you want ice time in this in this league, you have to find an, a niche either on the power play or the penalty kill. Have to. I love and, watching elite penalty killers. I, the, uh, the reason I asked, I thought of Michael Grabner immediately. Yes. Like, and Michael Grabner isn't as tall as Jack McBain, but he 
He had a long reach. He used an unusually long stick when he played the game, and that was one of his secret weapons as a penalty killer. And then, God help you, if he actually got his stick his on the speed, puck, because it's so fast. His, he, he is the fastest player that's ever played in, in the Kachina. But yeah. the other thing that Michael Grabner did is over time, he knew how to read the play, and he knew where to be, where that puck was going to go. He was an extremely talented penalty killer. McBain is good. He's a good penalty killer. But that comes with doing repetitions and playing that position a lot. I think he will continue to to get better as a penalty killer as he learns to read offenses and power plays, uh, you know, as his career goes on. All right. Next thing. Well, let's talk about some things he needs to improve on. If he is going to be the guy and he's going to be that that big third line center that can be a, a defensive stalwart on this team, he has to get better at faceoffs. It's a huge part of playing center ice and his faceoffs need to, to improve greatly. He finished third on this team in, in faceoffs with 44.1%, which is extremely low. You want yeah. to be closer to 50%. A couple questions on this. Uh, uh, people people will talk about youth being a big part of this. Just experience <laughs> makes you a better faceoff man. So I want your thoughts on that. And then, and I, and I know this doesn't apply to everyone because there have been big centermen who are very effective on faceoffs, but being lower to the ice sometimes can be an advantage. So how does he mitigate how does how does he make his 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 height a strength? In the Two things happen here. Yeah. One is you're right. Reps reps are going to be huge for this. The more experienced centermen in this National Hockey League, they're not the biggest. They're not the strongest. They're not the quickest. They're the smartest, and they know how to take a face up. They know how to exploit the uh, the opposing centerman's weaknesses because they've taken so many. He needs more reps. That will be number one. And that just doesn't mean game reps. He needs to spend. This is something he needs to do every day after practice, consistently dropping pucks, dropping pucks, dropping pucks. It's more than that, though, isn't it? Watching other guys too, learning tricks like absolutely how like, to use your what? feet, where to position your hands. What does this guy traditionally do? It's a lot of homework going into a game. We had w- one of the things yeah. that when I was in that role still is is um, the video coach. One of the things that the experience center, and I'll tell you, was it was Derek Stepan. He would every game he wanted forehand and backhand face from all the the centermen of the opposing team and so he'd take the ipad and he'd watch face off after face off after face off of those players but then what he did is he grabbed christian dvorak and he said hey come over here sit with me and then they'd go through it together and step on as the veteran leader would help educate the younger centermen on here here's things to look mm. for look how he's positioning his feet look how his hand slides down his sticks and i think that that with centermen like Bukestad on this team, yeah. I think you're going to, who was over 50% last season, I think you're going to look McBain to look to a player like that to help get better. When you talk about size, his strength can be a huge factor in this. And it's not the low grab center of gravity. You could see back in the days where guys could put their hands on the puck or use their skates and, and grab more. I think it was more important to be able to get lower to the ground. I still think with his strength and his reach and his stick speed, I still think he can be a centerman that can get closer to 50%. Mm. Study the masters though. Yeah. Study, study Patrice Bergeron. I'll start crying again because he's retired. <laughs> the other but thing I think, unbelievable face the other game. thing, and, yeah. and we're not picking apart his game. The other thing I think he needs to work on is we talked about his speed already, but we talked about his, his ability to make quicker decisions. And there are three situations here where he has the puck, where he either has to dump the puck in or he's got to make a play or he's got to protect the puck. So if you look at the first example here, uh, the, the Vancouver forward is bearing down on him instead of making the puck and delivering the puck into the zone and dumping the puck he allows that forward to make body contact separate him the puck and then the puck's going the other way on the second example it's a one-on-two and craig knows and a one-on-two with the blue line 
you got to dump the puck in. You got to dump the puck in. You're going to get beat. So he allows the back checker to rub him out. Colorado gets a puck. They're going back the other way. The third example is in the defensive zone. Instead of a hard rim or protecting the puck. With his size and strength, he's got to learn to protect the puck a little bit better. Because in this example, again, he's pushed off the puck a little too easy. Because he doesn't make a quick decision. And Winnipeg ends up with the puck. So I think his puck decisions need to be a little bit quicker. And I know that's being nitpicky. But when you want to become set that bar higher as an NHL player, those are some things to look for. So when you watch Jack McBain next season, here's what you're looking for. Getting to the blue paint. You got to get to the blue paint, whether it's off the rush or it's in five on five play. Beat your player to the blue paint. Watch for him to do that. Two, look for him when the puck's on a stick. Look for him to move that puck, whether it's dump the puck or move the puck quickly. And then look how he positions himself defensively when he's physical. Is he staying between the puck carrier and his own goaltender? Is he hitting on the defensive side of the puck? I think the the bar is extremely high for Jack McBain, and I expect him to have a much better season this year. I do think he's going to get 15 to 20 goals, but I don't think he's going to get the 300 hits again because I think he's going to learn when and why he's doing those uh, physical hitting moves. Wow, that was very thorough. Thank you. That was like an ultimate piece puck talk um, on all areas of Jack McBain's game. So I hope Maybe Jack's watching and he'll uh, he'll come and he'll be over 50 percent in faceoffs and take like t- many more shots. I hope so. Next season. But um, great breakdown. Great breakdown. Thanks. Um, before no advanced stats, though. <laughs> Craig, Craig chimed in it. with those before <laughs> before we before we move on um, to our final few topics. Um, I know we all did it. So which four peaks beer did you drink this weekend? Let's all go around. Say what we drank. Uh, can I, I say two? Yeah, I actually had two. So I had, <laughs> I had Wow and Kilt Lifter this weekend. Kilt, Craig had Kilt Lifter. I, I just went Wow this weekend, straight light in the heat. Yeah, I went. Wild. I had a pool day on Saturday, yeah, and I wow. brought Wow in a cooler, and it like went it instantly, just yeah. gone. Like it's everybody drank that. Beer. It's just such a good beer. So good. Yeah. It's just so good. Um, it's hot. Drink, drink Four Peaks um, to cool down. Or over the weekend or on your weeknights, whatever it may be, check out Four Peaks. Um, and you can buy Four Peaks wherever you buy your beer, like Target, Walmart, Circle K. You also um, should check out the A Street Pub because they have great food and drinks there as well. So you can check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. But you must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks. And please drink responsibly. And today... It's a great day because we are getting an illegal peds delivery yes, to the office. That. I saw that. It is my that's like my favorite day of the week when that happens. They're they're sending the queso, they're sending the salsa, mm-hmm. they're sending the chips. Last time they sent a margarita mix for us. Um amazing. Just just great stuff. So check out can we get them to send a bigger queso? Can, like well, yeah. Do they have something called that size? I will. Could, I will like you know. send them a Tupperware that they can then send the <laughs> queso back. This. Yeah, um, please and thank you. Um, Go to this line. <laughs> if you haven't been to Illegal Pete's yet, check it out on the Lav. Um, it's your go-to spot for the summer. You can kick back and enjoy an ice cool margarita or cool off with a bucket of high noons. Five high noons for just twenty-two bucks. And don't forget to follow at Illegal Pete's on Instagram to stay updated on all their big events and deals going down this summer. Stay tuned on their stories to win free tickets to the concerts you're dying to see. Illegal Pete's is here to make this summer one for the books. So stop by. It's really freaking good. And today's Margarita Monday. Tomorrow's Taco Tuesday. I can come up with something for every other day of the week, but just just check it out. Um, okay. 
So a big thing that came up this weekend when McBain's contract got signed is there's only one roster spot left. Yeah. So now 49 of the 50 roster slots are filled. We talked about Jan Yannick on Friday's show. What could possibly happen there? We also talked about the fact that Bill Armstrong sometimes likes to have some flexibility to allow for wi- uh, waiver claims, etc. Um, so we will have to see what happens. You can also check out Craig's story at gophnx.com. Kind of broke that down a little bit further. All this different situations that can unfold um, with that last roster spot. But there is still one big unrestricted free agent who's one not signed. unrestricted free agent to be. He has one more year. True. But it's a big deal. Andre Turney. Andre Turney, who's syrup I ate this weekend, Petey. I had to bring it <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, I don't again. have any. Yeah. <laughs> you gave it to Sean. I gave it to Sean because I'm a giver. Who's <laughs> yep. um, a lead? Any update on... Just talks Talks are progressing. They're progressing slowly, but they are progressing. And again, Andre said, we, we talked about this in my Q&A, and he, uh, he said, look, if... He doesn't foresee a problem. Honestly, listen, my, my take is if, if the Coyotes make Andre Tourney a fair offer, this is going to be a quick, quick turnaround. It's not, there's not going to be any animosity. There's not going to be wrangling back and forth over dollars and cents. Yes, I did say cents. Um, I think it's going to be fairly easy. He wants to be here. That's the important thing. He wants to finish what he started. And I think everybody agrees. I think everyone within the organization agrees that they want to see that happen as well after what he's done with this team over the past couple seasons highlighted by the progression of their core players, which I think is a, a real testament to his coaching style. So we'll, we'll see how it plays out. I don't think that there's a, a definite timeline on this or a hard deadline on when to get this done, but obviously it would be nice to get this done before the season started because you don't want that in the back of your mind or as a distraction once the games start getting played. You always hear, Craig, when you talk about timing like that, you always hear, oh, well, I'm not thinking about it. Bull, bull. <laughs> Bull, you're, oh, if you think you're going to work every day and not thinking about where am I going to work next June, you're out of your mind. Yeah. It bothers you every single day. I don't care if you sit there while well, I'll push it out of my mind. You don't. It's there and you can go in front of the media. You can say, no, it's not. I'm not thinking about it. I'll worry about my contract when the contract. No, you're worrying about it. It seeps into everything you do because you start thinking the management team is doubting me. Now, in this case, I don't think that's the issue here in Arizona. Nope. This is all going to come down to money. Yep. And I, again, I'm going to behind the curtain. How many times have you heard an athlete say this is not about the money? Uh-huh. Guess what? It's about the money. Because it is. They can say, oh, I want to win. All right, but they're bull. You want the money because you have a finite amount of time to make that money. This needs to get cleared up sooner rather than later. And I hope they make the right decision because there are going to be a lot of suitors looking for Andre Turney that could take what he had last year and making the most. We call it making chicken shallot out of chicken shit. But that's what he did. And so he is going to, I swore twice in this show, by the way. I feel terrible, Dan. Um, I, I think they need to get this done before the season starts. Me too. Um, Nicholas said they were saving that one penny for McBain's contract to push Bear's contract over the finish line. <laughs> <sighs> Oy. Um, well, speaking of efficiency contracts, and yeah. contracts, um, there was an athletic article today, right? Yeah. Um, by Dom Lashushkin. Is that how you say it? Lashushin. Lashushin. 
Um, that well, ranked... that could be one of the many. I, I actually, it, I didn't get it in time from Dom, but I asked him for like the top five mispronunciations oh, God. of his name. You can imagine. With that I feel name. like I, I hopefully did better than how some people. You did. You got most of it. Um, and it, the article is titled NHL Contract Efficiency Rankings in 2023, which teams spend their money the most wisely. And to the surprise of a few, the Arizona Coyotes made, made the, top the top 10. No, let's let's read through these because it's 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 really telling, right? Well, and also I should mention that the Coyotes were in 27th last season. So they had a huge jump up to ninth. Yeah. So just do you want to run through them, Craig? Sure. Number one, Florida Panthers. They played for the cup last season. They were in the cup final. Carolina Hurricanes. They were a heartbeat away from playing for the cup. They were a conference finalist. Number three, Colorado Avalanche. They won the cup two seasons ago. Number four, Boston Bruins. (laughs) They won the President's Trophy last year. Number five, New Jersey Devils. Big breakout season for the Devils last year. Number six, Minnesota Wild. PD, are wow. you happy about that? <laughs> I, I think that'll get better when they can lose Suter and Parisi. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number seven, Vegas Golden Knights. They won the cup. <laughs> Number eight, the Edmonton Oilers gave Vegas as tough a series as anybody, and obviously they have a couple of elite players. But number nine, this is where we break the mold, the Arizona Coyotes. And this is what it's all about for a franchise that is literally watching dollars and cents. You have to be efficient with your contracts. You can't make mistakes because they can hurt you down the road. Bill has said this so many times. Being a GM for the Coyotes is a really tough job. You don't have the luxury of mistakes like other teams have where you can make a mistake on a contract. Maybe you can buy them out if you have the money or you know, you're, you're able to retain some of the salary and move them. The Coyotes can't do those sorts of things. They have to make sure that every one of their contracts is locked in at a good value. Now, there are some some on here that the, the Athletic did not give great grades to, but they're not, it's not like they were passing grades. But overall, they give the Coyotes a B-plus for, for their contract management, for their efficiency, which brings them in at number nine in the NHL. And again, when you look at who they're on the list with, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that, that's true. And one of the deals they spotlight here is the Matias Michelli contract. Um, and for as much as we gave the Coyotes sh- shit for the penny, like this was that was a good deal a for the Coyotes. Um, and and not just that, something we talk about a ton on the show. Clayton Keller's deal is starting to look better and better sure as is. the years go by. Even even Nick Schmaltz's deal and looks Hayden. good. Yeah, and Barrett Hayton, who had a breakout season last season, and it's it's exciting to think about the possibilities the individuals on this team this season um and craig i hadn't even noticed the company they were keeping in the top 10 there yeah that's really telling and really fascinating um so hopefully that translates well in the years to come as you know the team kind of makes a left turn out of this rebuild but uh yeah it's, it's very interesting stuff so i know you said we you want to try and get dom on the show to break some he's like a stat Speaking of advanced yeah. analytics. Pete will take that show off. <laughs> yeah, I, in my brain, I can't take it. <laughs> oh, I man. can't. But just, you know, props to Bill Armstrong, yeah. David Ludwig for the, the work that they're doing behind the yes. scenes to create this sort of cap structure because they're going to need it. It's going to be really important that they don't make mistakes. Yep. I'm curious who's last on this list. I'm scrolling to the bottom. All right. Scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm almost there. It's the Chicago Blackhawks, 32nd, and Anaheim is 31st. Columbus is 30th. Oh, wait, what do those three teams have in common? They picked one, two, three in the 2023 NHL draft. Um, 
But anyway, yeah, that's a it's God. If this bear contract gets signed, then the last thing hanging over our heads is the thing that shall not be named. But otherwise, like this is a bright future. <laughs> Hockey Ops is doing its job. Yep. And, it's, and you know what? I have to say, it's been really fun to just talk about the hockey for this mm. last couple of months, you know? Yeah. Really and, and now as we get closer to things like Australia and training camp and, and rookie camp, all of those things are going to get, unfortunately, pushed to the side because we'll be talking arena a lot more as the season gets closer. Yeah. Well, hopefully we have something positive to talk about when that time comes. Um, but as we get excited for the Coyote season, if you're looking to buy some great coyotes gear apparel bobbleheads etc check out our friends at foco because they're the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise apparel accessories toys collectibles etc most of the little tchotchkes which is a great word by the way is spelled not how you would expect um all around our set especially in the commission studio um it's courtesy of foco so check them out great gift idea by the way for the sports fan in your life um and they always have your back for arizona sports so you can get the best gear around by visiting foco.com that's f-o-c-o.com and using code phnx and for all non-presale items use promo code phnx for 10 percent off speaking of great merchandise the three of us are all rocking phnx t-shirts today black Mm -hmm. we finally coordinated yep we didn't talk about this um but we really do have the best gear around i i will say um so you can check out phnxlocker.com and if you log on to gophnx.com today you might notice it has a little bit of a different look Mm -hmm. so go on the website check out the redesign it's beautiful um and while you're there and if you're not already a diehard become a diehard you heard the great testimony of the people in our chat today about what being a diehard is and gives you and we can go on and on but you can join our discord you can get 20 percent off merchandise 20 percent off events a free shirt or hat Every year at sign up, there's just a ton of great perks to being a diehard, including access to Craig's weekly diehard only content as well. And PD's going to drop some more stuff in the Discord today um, as well. Yeah. Have, uh, well, I just t- got a text message this morning, <laughs> speaking of the PHNX locker from Eddie Lack, friend of the show. He bought two t shirts this Get morning. Out of here. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he bought the Assassin's Black Retro and he bought, of course, the Josh Doan tee. Well, who awesome. doesn't that? Awesome stuff. Um, so yeah. be like Eddie Lack. Shop the phnxlogger.com, grab your membership today, and become a diehard. And last thing from us today, speaking of diehards, mm. we have some very talented ones. Um, and Cheryl shared this in our Discord, um, was doing some cross-stitching. This is unbelievable, by the way. Cheryl's talented. And created this out of a quote that Andre Turney said on our show that we did at the Ice Den, which was, it's not the size of your house, it's the happiness in the house. And Cheryl literally did this herself, mm-hmm. made two, so there's an extra one, and we need to decide what should happen to it, if we should give it to yeah, Coach Turney. Cheryl's Turney, offered it up. If we should, so. if we should like do some sort of charity auction, if we should... Give it away, Cheryl. We're open to your ideas. Chat, we're open to your ideas. But Serenade we, in the discourse in case you guys didn't know. Yes. But you probably did already. But. Yes. But we wanted to spotlight this amazing work because I am so blown away and impressed. Right? And honestly, Cheryl, if you made more of these, I would buy one. Um, so. I, I, I think it. we need to arrange a meet up with Andre Tournier and that needs I think to he go would be. Uh, they would hang that in the office. In the coach's room? That's a pretty awesome idea. And I think that she can, should get like, to meet get him it. and present it. We can kind of like frame it. Frame you know? it. Yeah. That would, well, I, she I'm is in Pittsburgh you. though, so. No. 
they, the mail. They have the mail. mail. <laughs> I guess the meet and greet. Oh, well, we like, could meet. We could, can we, if we could pull that off. Oh, in Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Oh, we do know well, the security and travel guy. That's an she idea. can get there for a practice. Kim, that's going to take some work. Yep. But we well, know people. Cheryl, you're very talented. Um, so we appreciate your work. It's awesome. Um, okay. Well, anything else before we head out? Oh, I'm we have good. another super chat from Altex. Said, despite loving Bukestad and having the Kachina, I can't take that away from Petey. Um, yeah, because well, he's considering Bukestad as his favorite player. Well, yeah, I don't think it's taking away. I think it's sharing. It, it's a, it's adding. Sharing is caring. My personal feeling is you should choose someone from another state. Other than Minnesota? Are yeah. there, I don't know what or the province, hell. Or province. I'm surprised as a St. Louis person yourself that you're not a... He's, well, Clayton yeah. Keller, it's like an obvious choice. Altex always goes off the beaten path. That's so. true. Anywhere but Minnesota. <laughs> All right, all text. We will sort this out before the season starts. Anything else? Nope. Did you, there's coffee cake in the kitchen. Is, did you know there's coffee cake? <laughs> I heard. Yeah. I heard there's coffee cake. It's yeah. right oh, next to the boy. printed For those who stats. appreciate their coworkers. Uh, uh, we appreciate you all so yeah. much. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on audio, leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at spetertalky, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S Morgan, at Sean underscore Depause, and you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore coyotes. We're live Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. every day. All throughout the offseason, we have some great guests um, on deck for this week, which we'll share more in the coming days. But in the meantime, everybody, enjoy the rest of your Monday, and we will see you all tomorrow. Bye! Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.